Being a dad isn't always easy, but it's the best thing I ever did. I'm constantly improving myself to be the best dad I can be through fitness, nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle. As fathers, we pass on many things to our children, such as our mindset, our habits, our attitude, and what we've learned along the way. Each of these will shape who our children are and who they will become. The Warrior Dad's mission is to help you become the healthiest version of yourself, to hone your edge, and to live with purpose. My name is Jim Bartomey, and this is the Warrior Dads Podcast. Hey, before we jump into the interview, whether you're a longtime listener or a first-time listener, I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there, and I'm honored that you would choose this to listen to. Uh, in addition to that, thank you. I wanted to ask you two things. If you do like this episode or any of the other episodes you've listened to, could you leave a comment or a review or a rating? That would really mean a lot, and it really helps out the show a lot whether you're listening to it on iTunes or Spotify or Anchor or whatever platform, um, please take 20 to 30 seconds to leave a nice, honest review. And the second thing is that we can continue the conversation on Facebook and continue to connect and support each other over there in the Warrior Dads uh, private group. So um, if you're on Facebook, I'd really appreciate you to just you know click join and connect with other guys that are looking to become stronger, healthier, happier, better leaders, etc. Okay, let's jump into the interview. Hey guys, thanks for tuning back in for another episode of the Warrior Dads podcast. Today I have Wayne Skivington with me. Wayne is a Cirque du Soleil acrobat specializing in hand-to-hand and fitness coaching. He has a seven-year-old son and has recently competed on the NBC TV show, The Titan Games. He has been working out since seven years old and loves body weight exercises and powerlifting. Coupling his passion for fitness and the start of COVID, he was actually inspired to start the website Workout With, which is an online fitness platform utilizing uh, live Zoom calls with zero equipment and hit body weight workouts. And if you can keep up with Wayne's pace, you can expect to burn close to a thousand plus calories per session. I'm really excited to have him on the podcast. Wayne, thanks so much for making the time to come on the Warrior Dads podcast. Awesome, man. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's funny because I actually just previously, like I told you a couple minutes ago, I had a previous contestant on on the Titan Games. I actually. Um, hadn't seen your episode yet, which was kind of the okay. reverse of the, the other uh, the other guy I had on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I just got to watch yours yesterday. And man, you went through some crazy stuff on the Titan Games. And so I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the show. And I, I just love all the inspiring stories. And you definitely have uh, a great story. And so I want to get into that. But I was just I just wanted to tip my hat off to you. And I wanted to pass on that my son said, um, when we were watching it, um, he said your son. He said your name should be Win It Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted, I just wanted uh, to tell you that live officially. Thanks, man. Uh, I mean, because he, yeah. he wanted me to tell you that. Okay, cool. I like it. So, I wish he was there because we had to like they had to chant your name in the audience. That that sounded better. <laughs> yeah, the, fir- the first guy I was against was Robbie, and it kind of Robbie, Robbie, and then Wayne right. would go. So if, if your son was there, you would have you would have nailed that one, Win It Wayne. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So, um, so I want to actually go, uh, we'll, we'll eventually get into the Titan games cause you competed okay. in one of my most favorite events and I definitely want to hear, um, about, <laughs> I know about which that. one it is. Yeah. Which, which lunar one is impact. it? Yeah. Lunar impact. Uh, man. I just love that. <laughs> um, I actually can't get the smile off my face, but, uh, <laughs> so I just want to hear, how did you, 
well, so you started working out at seven. What, um, and your dad actually does these workouts with you. I mentioned in your, um, Mm -hmm. in your intro that you started workout with and your dad and your son actually do the workouts with you. So, and my mom and your mom, right? Yeah, she does as well. So have you always trained with your dad? Has that been a thing that you guys, um, did earlier on? What was the relationship with like with your dad at such a young age to get you to, um, start exercising at seven years old, which is how, which is how old your son is now. It is, yeah. I mean, I was kind of, kind of um, obsessed with, say, let's say, working out from maybe six. I asked for a weight set for Christmas. I didn't care about anything else, like riding bikes, toys. I wanted a weight set. Um, I, I used to watch the Gladiators. Um, I was born in Germany. My dad was in the military, in the military for the British military. So um, we were stationed in Germany, and my dad would go work out. And my, you know, obviously he's in the army. He was, he was fit. He was in shape. And I used to be like. Apparently, I don't really remember too much, but I was kind of in awe by, you know, his arms and his, he had abs then, you know, and stuff. So I, I wanted to have that, you know, from when I was a, a kid and then I would watch the TV show, The Gladiators, and, and I was all about it. And then from there, my dad would drop me off at a gymnastics place where he would lift weights. So I started doing basic gymnastics. And then um, when we moved to England, we kind of moved into the countryside. Uh, there was not much to do. And there was a local gym club. So I asked if I could sign up. And then from there, I was training from seven years old in the gym up until, well, I haven't stopped really. Um, After about seven years, I made it onto the Great Britain gymnastics team. Um, But I do a different discipline of gymnastics, which is kind of maybe not known. Um, It's called acrobatic gymnastics, sports acro. So basically you work in partnerships and you kind of lift each other up and you throw them around and you still do lots of tumbling and you do a choreographed dance. So it's a combination. It's kind of more like what I do in Cirque du Soleil. So it was a good, uh, good stepping stone. Um, but yeah, I represented Great Britain. I, I got silver world medal in 2001 at the World Games. And then in, I went to the European Championships in 2005 and I got bronze and silver. Uh, which, I mean, in gymnastics, if you do well in European, it's pretty much you're only missing China, really. So <laughs> it was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, growing up, I was just was, I was all about fitness. And then obviously I was training probably 20, 25 hours a week in the gym, doing gymnastics. And then I started when I was allowed to go hit some weights at 14, I would go in the gym, then uh, do weights. So I would combine my weightlifting to my gymnastics as well. So I just was always in about fitness and yeah. And then when I got to about 12, 13, 14, I'm about 13, I moved gym club. So my parents would drive me 70 miles just to train in the gym. Because again, like I said, my local gym was a small town and the big city, the closest city was 70 miles away. And my parents would sacrifice their time on the weekends mainly to drive me up there so I could train for four hours and then drive back. And then the next day, the same thing. So uh, I kind of grew up with a very like dedicated schedule to gymnastics and a lot of uh, commitment and and for my parents to be able to, you know, allow me to do it. So, yeah, um, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that is, you're right. That's a big commitment, one for you and then one for them, all that driving yeah. back and forth. I mean, they, they must have been able to see that you were passionate about it. And that's why they were like, you know what, we'll do, we'll do what we need to do for them. Yeah, for me, it's like opportunities come up. And one of the, my coach actually left from the small club. And I was, I was at this low level for a long time, but I was very, that coach wasn't very good at teaching you tricks, but she conditioned you like crazy. Like I remember we'd be, I mean, still, we're still doing 16 to 20 hours a week, but it's just conditioning pretty much. So when I went to this new club, 
obviously they had the better technical coaches and, and they taught you the skills, but I was always like kind of the most conditioned uh, gymnast in, in that club. And then from there, um, on the weekdays when I was at school, I would go to the school then I would go to the gym and do weights and I would tumble. I would do like the accessory work. And then um, on the weekends, my parents would drive me or I would take the train. If my dad couldn't drive me and my mom, I would take the train up and then I would spend the whole weekend there and then I would come back and then I would work uh, as a waiter in a pub just to pay. So wow. to pay for my training. So yeah, as a kid growing up, it was, uh, it was a lot of dedication, let's say. So when you say you were the most conditioned person, does that mean that you were just able to kind of outperform or just outlast um, everybody else at the gym, you know, because you were able to train a lot longer or what do you, what do you mean by that? So basically before we even started the class, we would do uh, 50 leg lifts, 50 uh, handstand pushups off a bench, deficit pushups, and then like 50 something out or so. Basically I would go in there and I would just smash them out like boom, boom, boom. You know, while the other kids would, you know, do them, but you know, they wouldn't be, you know, I'll be ready to go like straight away. So that's what I mean by conditioned, you know, just uh, especially when it comes to, I mean, that's a massive part of gymnastics, man. I mean, you train four hours, like it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, stuff you do. The warm up is an, is an hour long, then you do the skills and then at the end you do the conditioning. Um, and, it, it, you know, you see a gymnast, be able to do what they can do with their body. They have to be in, in, in shape in that sense. It's that, more like core strength and you know, shoulder yeah. strength. Yeah. So, and one thing I understand from gymnastics is that not that I've ever done it, but it's just in my in my training and research that I've done is that it really, really conditioned not just um, muscularly but the nervous system. Yeah. Right. I mean, the nervous system is just so ramped up in gymnastics, um, which is why I've heard that people that have never actually really bench press let's say a day but they're a uh, very accomplished gymnast can bench press quite a bit amount uh, quite a bit because they're able to generate so much power and force through their nervous yeah. system um but one thing that i also know that i understand from the nervous system is that you got to let it longer time to recover so is that another reason why sometimes you're going to be in the gym for four hours because in between certain things you need to give yourself time to recover so that you can i guess you know, be, be fresh and ready to go for the next um, practice no, man, piece or whatever you we, there was, no? there was There was no rest in our in our classes, man. I mean, we went from one thing. Wow. So you would you would warm up and you would warm up and then you would do, uh, you know, stretching, we'd stretch, we'd do like, which is kind of backwards now if you look at, you know, the science of it. But it's just the way I feel like gymnastics is set up and it's been that way. You would stretch like crazy. I mean, we'd be doing splits for like, you know, couple minutes on each leg and being pushed down everyone would be pushed down we were, as a group you know and this is i mean i'm talking as a kid kid you know yeah and then you, you after that you start to do accessory work which is like uh, your, your individual skills and then we would get together on our partners and train tricks and then you, you know in my in my side there was balance so he would my partner was a, it was a male he would do a one-arm handstand on my head and i would stand up sit down and then we would do it on high arms and and uh, like like shoulder press him, and he would do a one arm handstand in my hand, and you know that was the skills you, we were doing. And then tempo, he would stand on my shoulders in my hands, and I would throw him. He would do a somersault, then I would catch him, you know. And and this is the kind of stuff we would do, and we would do it in the lounge. It would be in the, in the safe area where you know he's rigged up, and then we would do like half a session of, of balance, half a session of uh, tempo, and then you know the last forty minutes, thirty minutes we would condition, and and sometimes we would condition then go run for 30 minutes after. So 
it's just it's a very intense run sport, for 30 minutes after all of that after four hours training man and sometimes you just like you know you're exhausting it but as a kid you just recover faster you know i mean there's no way as an adult i could train like that and and not to, to be able to do that five six times a week there's just no way uh gymnastic because the kids are recover faster and you know the youth of them um so definitely is is a that the, like you said about the nervous system as well is that's why they, we do so much repetition is is the body control body awareness is is the biggest aspect of of, of gymnastics and then even having spatial awareness you know you bounce on a trampoline like even me i don't have the best spatial awareness but compared to an average person i've got really good but then you find some kids that you, you could throw them upside down spin them around and they would just know exactly where they are they would land like a cat on their feet and uh, that's very uh, it's a very unique skill to see and, and to have but um yeah for sure the nervous system like yeah you'd you'd get gymnasts that just they're just so strong from the core so everything's the stabilizers are all there you know and then you've got the prime moves like yeah, for sure. It's, it's probably going to be the hardest sport, especially at that age, growing up, to do. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, but you're still in amazing shape now. I mean, obviously, you got a chance to go on the Titan Games. And for what I understand is that it's no easy task to get on that show, you know, especially with the combine that you have to go through. And yeah. besides all the rigorous, you know, interviews and all that kind of stuff. But you've, the, the physical tests I heard were pretty intense. It was it was fun actually. I mean, again, like I said, I mean, I went from gymnastics to Cirque du Soleil, and then that was a big change because you go from training, training so much in a week to then compete. You know, once every two months, so you would train for a competition. You know, rare competitions where this way you train maybe an hour a week, and then you do ten shows a week. So your performance side of it is a lot higher. So that was a big change. But then to be able to go and to do something like this is I've never done anything. So you know, in gymnastics, you train all these hours well i went there i i never even tried some of these you know the events they had us do and they wouldn't tell us what the events were going to be anyway all right so i mean some of them yeah i mean like you could probably were similar to say crossfit some stuff you know or you know having that like maybe athletics day i, I don't know but for me it was like this is the, the biggest reason i did it i mean the, the casting director rang me personally because they've been trying to get me on ninja warrior for so many years and i i know that i wouldn't be very good at it because i'm too heavy bottom end you know you've got to be able to be like you've got to be like 150 and do that stuff there's there's no way i would do as well as everyone thinks and what do you weigh now i'm about 190 let's say 190 are you how tall are you yeah 511 okay you're my height yeah. and you look way bigger than me and i'm 200 <laughs> dude i've had it my whole life i mean my whole life, everyone thinks I'm heavier than I am, but I don't know if that's the gymnastics in me. Because I mean, I was. You look once... like two fifteen. Easy. Well, that's that's the thing. <laughs> that's funny because I was one seventy five for so many years. I mean, I was doing the mistake strongman act. I mean, I was in great shape, and I was one seventy five. I just couldn't put weight on. Then I started doing more heavy stuff, like instead, like a, I don't know if it's dense muscle or what, man. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I could like, squat. I mean, my best squat is 425. I pulled 515 on that combine. But yeah, my body weight was probably 180 when I did that combine. So Really? Yeah. And you pulled and I, 515? I don't know if that is 515, yeah. Oh, 515. And that was actually, nice. Do Dr. Thor was a big, big, big help there. That guy, that guy is so, that guy is so cool, man. He's a doctor and he's like just huge and strong, but he's such a nice guy. And he motivated me to lift 515 because my best before that was, uh, I think five, uh, 475, like I had done. 
But again, when I train, I've done 10 shows that week. So mainly my the only day I would deadlift was 11 p.m. at night on a on a Tuesday. That was the last show of my week. And uh, me and the guys would get there and we would pull heavy because if I pull too much in the week and then have to do a show, it's it's just not going to help me. You know, I'm going to struggle and that's how injuries happen. And Right. And you can't be sore going into a show, right? Oh, I'm always sore, buddy. Oh, you and are? Actually, my, my body feels good for the first time in probably 20 years. But, <laughs> oh, man. Um, so you are sore, off, but... but it's just uh, it's just not as bad as if you're fatigued and sore. Well, no, I yeah, guess I guess fatigue, we, yeah, yeah. fatigue is fatigue soreness is different because then you're you're putting stress on your other joints that you know, like your prime. Like what I do is very uh, specific, let's say, and I do it ten times a week, so I'm I'm going to be on imbalance from doing that. So when I work out, I try to be, I try to rebalance, and I try to do a a workout where I maintain my strength and I keep my body and I listen to it and I work on it like that. I can't just say, hey, let's go in the gym and hit legs until I can't walk because. I have to do the show. And even if I did that on my weekend, I still have to do the show, you know, a day later, I will still be too sore. So it's really hard to keep that maintenance and to give that, keep that intense uh, intensity working out and doing 10 shows a week. Yeah, man. So that's a lot. So how many, how many hours do you spend in the gym? Well, just like, like what's, what's your last training session that you did? What did you do? Uh, my last train was I did a live workout this morning. Um, so yeah, but I, I mean with like with resistance and stuff like that. Like resistance. So, so yesterday I was in the gym, but that's it's different now because I'm I'm kind of out at the show. So on a normal day in the show, let's say you know I will hit maybe two hours in the gym in the morning between ten and twelve, and then I would rest and then I would go to work and we start work at five and I would warm up with my partner where I have to lift her and and, and do a nice warm up and then we do the first show. And then we cool down and we do uh, another warm up and then do the second show. So in a, in a daily routine like that, you know, it, it's, 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 it's a lot of, it's a lot of calories burned, let's say, um, a lot of movement, a lot of activity. Um, but yeah, like yesterday, I mean, I hit a legs, a leg session. I try to keep it like strength work. Um, sometimes I'll throw a couple CrossFit workouts in. I do like CrossFit. I just, again, I can't train that intensely and then go into a show. Yeah. So do you find that the and, people that do CrossFit, like, you know, you were talking about like how conditioned you are, mm-hmm. you know, where would you say that your conditioning is compared to someone who like, you know, does CrossFit full time or, you know, on, you know, on the scale of like one to 10, I guess. Hey, buddy, Robbie, the guy I was against in the CrossFit games, I mean, the kid was awesome. He was strong. He was a CrossFitter um, and I managed to beat him. So I don't know, man, it's, it's. It's hard. I would oh, he was a crossfitter? Cardio. He was a crossfitter? Yeah, so he, he did the Waterpalooza. And, you know, I mean, he squats 500 he, and he trains crossfit. You know, he was one of the, the group of the crossfit guys. Yeah. Um, I, I would say personally, my, my cardio and my endurance is not of that. But it, it's kind of like different, you know, like shoulders. Like, let's say shoulders. I do a five-minute act where I'm prone somebody above my head. Sometimes I'm one arm. Most of the times I'm two arms above my head for five minutes. So if, if it was a competition like that, and I probably would be excel. Anything body weight, I, I can control my body better than most crossfitters unless they have a gymnastic background. Right. So let's say body weight stuff, again, excelling. I mean, I did the open, what year was that? But I did it one time and and I enjoyed it, man. I'm very competitive, but I mean, I just went to work and I was like struggling. And then if it's one mistake, I could cost my partner, you know, an injury or myself because there's trust there because I throw around, I got a catcher. 
Yeah. So if I get yeah. injured in that sense, it's, it's, it's just hard. But um, the Titan Games came up and I knew that I would have time off from show to obviously film it. And it was my opportunity to try something that was different. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah, I was looking through your, uh, you know, some of your Instagram the other day and some of those videos that you have of, you know, holding that girl up overhead she's mm-hmm. got like n- next to nothing on <laughs> but um <laughs> you know you got a you got quite a few clips from that show and yeah. yeah man i mean it's you're talking about trust and your partner having trust in you i mean that's that's pretty uh pretty crazy stuff yeah and, so, and that's how that's... i grew up though i grew up since i was seven doing acrobatic gymnastics so i've always been a base i've always been the person i've never been in flying around i, I like to keep my feet on the ground let's say but, <laughs> yeah, 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 but like you know, I can. I remember playing cricket. You know, cricket, the English game. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like you know, baseball, whatever. I remember playing for my uh, school and my my friends, and they played it on the weekends. Like they played it in the Sunday league, let's say. And um, I was stood out there, you know, just bored because I wasn't really into it. But I was playing because I like to be athletic, and I played every sport. And the ball came over, and I caught it. And I've never seen a reaction from my friends like that. Like. They ran over like I just won the World Series, let's say. And they were like, so, and that was amazing. You did this. And I was like, I throw and catch people. I mean, catching the ball on the sideline, like, for me, it was like, you know, it was like not even any effort. I throw and catch somebody that does a somersault and I have to catch their feet. From once I throw their feet, I have to catch their feet before they hit the ground and then catch them and, and stabilize them. So that was my skill set growing up, was doing cool stuff like that. So... Yeah, it was it was very funny when you go to school and you'd see, you know, catching a ball it was like, oh, it's easy. So, yeah, I mean, the trust is definitely, it's definitely on on them. And sometimes I have partners that they're crazy, you know. And if they're crazy, they want to try crazy stuff. And I'm like, I've got to then say, hey guys, you know, I can only trust myself this much. I don't want to, you know, your responsibility is mine. I can't drop you. Let's not. Let's take a step back. Let's go a bit safer. But um. Most of them, most of them have been trained since they were kids, so they're used to obviously the trust side. But yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a fun job. I can't complain. It really is. Sure. So I wanted to kind of actually talk about all that first to kind of build up to everybody how busy you are, how much time you actually put in, and now mention the fact that you're you're a single parent, right? Yeah. So your son. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we can mention his name here, right? I mean, he's on, uh, yeah. he was on national television with The Rock, right? So, uh, Rowan. He's a superstar, that kid. Yeah. <laughs> Rowan, yeah, Rowan. Rowan um, is seven years old, and it looks like you spend so much time with him. And, uh, you know, I know I know you love being a dad, and which is one of the other reasons I wanted to get you on the show. Um, and actually, like I said, I saw a lot of your Instagram stuff first, um, triggered by the Titan games. Cause I do follow them, but I, I saw your stuff first and I'm like, wow, look, you know, look at how much stuff they do. Like you guys got a sick backyard, man. I mean, what is that a football or a <laughs> soccer field in your backyard and yeah. like all this stuff. And, you know, I watched the video of your son doing, actually, you got to give me some tips here because my son's eight and he's working on his chin ups and he can do them on the TRX downstairs, but your son's okay. hanging from the bar attempting 10 pull-ups online. Um, I think I saw that. I guess I had to be on Instagram. I mean, you know, I, well, there, there's so many questions in there, but let's just, just tell me about the relationship with, um, with you and Rowan and, and how you're able to keep up with the workload that you have and just be, you know, an awesome dad to him. Yeah. For me, for me, my son is my world and 
when I was with his mom. His mom, his mom is a gymnast as well. So I think he gets a lot of genetical good DNA there with strength, let's say. But you know, I, I we had a difficult breakup in the in the fact that she didn't want to be family, and and for me it was I just wanted to show my son you know this is because I had my parents were never split so I just wanted to show my son that you know that he's loved so I just any any free time I mean we can be busy in a day but there's always time and if you can spare the time that you leave for yourself uh to give to your kids and that attention um and you know just show, fill it with love fill it with, with what they want to do and and you know we, we traveled you know he was young and we wouldn't went away all the time I would take him wherever I went and for me, it was like showing that you can you can be a parent, but you can still do stuff and, and you can do it with them, you know. And I, my biggest thing when he was three, it was like the roughest time. But also we went to Legoland, San Diego. I flew him back to England a couple of times. And we sat we sat in first class because I knew the pilot of one. And I could see people's faces looking at me thinking, oh, this is I paid all this money for this seat. And I've got next to this three-year-old who's going to be crying the whole way. He sat there, didn't make one sound the whole time. And everybody always came up to me after like, oh, he's such a good kid. He's so happy. I just treated him with respect and, and just took him where, I, you know, from that young age to the fact that I just did stuff with him. I didn't like, oh, could you get a babysit? you got to stay at home. I just, you know, if, if he wasn't allowed in, like to do it, then we didn't do it. So I just gave him my free time, let's say. And I wanted to do that because I felt... I felt bad for the situation, you know, not having us both around all the time in that sense, you know? So I don't know, just it's the way I was raised, I guess. We're very family orientated and, and I just gave every spare free second to him and did what exactly it would like, had fun with him and, and just tried to make every day, you know, a good day. So, yeah. Um, what are some of your favorite he, he activities has... that you guys get to do together? <laughs> Well, now he's at that age where he likes to play Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what, uh, what, PlayStation he my, or Xbox? He kicks, my, he, kicks, he kicks my butt on it. This Christmas, I got him one, and, and his cousins were playing on it. And, you know, he, so he plays that. We like to work out. We like to play in the backyard. I mean, the backyard, my house, I, I, the last year I built a basketball court, axe throwing. Uh, we put a trampoline in the ground. Uh, and I do all the work myself. Me and my dad, actually, he, he came over. So... I have a, we have a great relationship going on. Um, but yeah, we, we love to do that. We love to go to Dave and Buster's, play games, you know, and I took him to a couple of baseball games. I mean, the Vegas just got the Raiders. So I'm hoping to take him to a football game. Actually, we did. We traveled to Denver and watched a game. So I, I just wanted to, you know, like if I have time off work, I would take him somewhere and, and show him the world. And I had so much fun doing it. And sometimes he doesn't remember it, you know, like he, he was, he was that young age between three and, and seven and he just sometimes i'm like do you remember going to that game and he was like no but and it was it was maybe for me more but we have a really good bond now and um it changed my life because I started posting stuff and then i got started getting recognition and then i started doing workouts with him and and then it went viral and then you know i did a, a piece in men's health fitness in the uh, uk i did men's fitness france uh, an article in the magazine and then obviously the Titan Games, I've been asked to do other stuff. So it's, it's been a, it's changed my life for the better, I would say. And, and but also being good by having a great relationship with him. And uh, yeah, I'm just real thankful that he's a good kid, you know, and 
I just enjoy spending time with him. Yeah, he seemed like a cool kid. I mean, it was I thought it was really cool how The Rock went up to him and just you know, but he was he looked pretty shy. <laughs> but of course, you know, he, you got this dude, you got this mountain of a man walking up to you, and it's you're in front of like he's a all big these guys, well, bro. He's a big guy. Yeah, I heard he's like six five and two seventy five or two seventy seven, something like that. He picked me up, and I felt like growing. I felt like my son getting picked up by me. He was the Rock like, picked you he, up. Yeah, after that lunar impact, like I couldn't stand up. <laughs> But, oh, um, they must have cut that. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I. Yeah. I don't yeah. Think... They, they show him walking me, so I, I've, he's got his hand under my arm. Yeah, because you know, your shins were bleeding. To get me up. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, my um, <laughs> my um, son. I was backstage, so I, I could hear the rock interviewing him, Roman, and I was like, "This is it. This has made it for me." And then my first event when I, I won, the rock went straight over to Rowan, picked him up, and carried him over to me. And it was funny because my dad asked Rowan because my parents were there. My dad asked Rowan, "What did the rock say?" And he went. I don't remember, but he smelled really good. <laughs> <laughs> he smelled really good. Yeah. That's funny. So it was class. Yeah. So, so how, how's, how is your, uh, what kind of exercise did your son do? Or how did you get your son to the point where he could do uh, 10 pull-ups? Since he was maybe two, three, he's been sat on my back doing, um, well, I'll be doing stuff. So I just, I just maybe role modeled it him, to him. He's always been strong, like crazy strength, strength, uh, strength. Um, pull-ups. I had the bands. I had to do, you know, Instagram videos. So he would do some stuff. But not, I've not been like, this is what you have to do, kiddo. He has to do us thirty push-ups, thirty squat jumps, and five handstand attempts before he plays the PlayStation. Now that's every single time. So I keep strict on on stuff like that. But so what is it? How, how, he's, he's got thirty what? Thirty squats. Thirty push-ups. Thirty squat jumps. And then uh, five handstand push, uh, five handstand attempts to learn him to teach him handstand. Okay. On every, the floor, or the every other day. On the floor, just to try to get his body awareness um, yeah. upside down because he hasn't got the strength for handstand yet. But then with the pull-ups, man, I mean, some days he doesn't, and some days he doesn't. But I don't, you know, I don't force that. Out. But I, he's been doing push-ups since he was maybe three years old. So you didn't so have him like got... you didn't have him like hold himself at the top of the bar for as long as he can and then jump off and like shake his hands out or like any of the ways no. that a lot of people, you know, suggest that you kind of like build up your pull-up strength or your chin-up strength. Just the, but the, you know, the bands, the elastic bands. Yeah. That's when he first started doing it. So I had him on that. I would put, you know, obviously a band and he would pull himself standing on that band. So he would get the strength that way. Um, that was the okay. first time. Wow. But uh, he, he's a, yeah, he's got some natural strength there as well. But he does my he also does my workout three times a week. Um, I make it because my workout I designed it with a really fun warm up, so it's like kind of an activation warm up. So you you kind of feel your body and and its movement, and you have to kind of uh, muscle control, body awareness. So I did this, and he has to do that because uh, he's not really doing anything else right now because of the whole uh, Corona stuff. So he does that warm up. And then sometimes you do like the first round, and it would be a couple push-ups and yeah. stuff. So yeah, I think it's great what you do with the workout with man. I mean, you're doing the live Zoom calls, and tell tell everybody a little bit more about that because I know from reading, um, you know, and, and your website will that that'll be in the show notes and all that stuff, so everybody can okay, go cool. and, and check that out, and you'll be able to tell everybody um, where that is, you know, later. But you know, I know from, from reading on there that some people were coming to you and say, Hey, you know, we want, we want you to put some workouts online. And so that you were inspired to do this, this workout with tell, tell people more about mm -hmm. that. Yeah. I just, the beginning of the, the lockdown, I had a lot of circ artists, people that I know from different shows that are reaching out and 
mainly people in in Europe that are like locked down to a single room and they had no access to even leaving the room like in their apartment um no equipment and um so I I kind of created a a workout where they would come on live and we would work out together I have a full gym so I I didn't need to do it you know but because there was good people and I was I felt bad so I thought okay let's just let's do this let's have fun let's do body weight skills because I, I a long time ago I did a a couple classes for the W Hotel here in Vegas by the pool so I was like okay we can use some of this so I just started doing body weight workouts no equipment you know can be done anywhere sometimes you know like you need a towel maybe but that's about it and I started doing it every other day just to try to get people moving and, and staying in shape for the shows and then I kind of put it out to my followers and and then I kind of have a my partner in the show um Katerina she does yoga so she's qualified yoga instructor so she does yoga on my off days and then we do like handstand workshops on uh, once a week as well. So basically, it's like a subscription. So you subscribe. The first week is free. You get an email. Then you would get like a, the password for the Zoom. We all jump on a Zoom call. Uh, we've had up to about 75 people on sometimes. Um, and it's great. We do like a 15-minute chit-chat. So if you have any questions for me, I mean, recently, obviously, people have been talking about the Titan Games. So we talk about that. Um, and then at like 11 o'clock, it's Vegas time, PST, um, we start the workout and we record the whole workout. And if you do miss it, you get to do it later on or whatever time. Um, and then I introduced another friend who was my partner when I was a kid. He's a acrobat, just like me. He's probably the same, you know, same kind of workout um, philosophy. Let's say he likes to lift heavy, but also keeps his body weight stuff on tip top shape. Uh, he does a class for Europeans now because obviously the, they wanted to do it live. So I have two times a day pretty much doing live workouts. Um, and it's, it's, it's a cheap, it's $25 a month, pretty much, you know, first week's free, but that's a lot of classes. We're doing, you know, seven or eight classes a, a week. So we're not 30 classes for $25. So, so it's not too bad. And, and that's, yeah, a had fun. that's a great deal. Yeah, it's, it's, it really is. I, and I, that was the thing, you know, I, I've, I've done private workouts before I've been, I'm a qualified, you know, uh, um, instructor, fitness instructor, um, Olympic lifter as well. I've got the qualification of level one, but I didn't want to be private. I wanted to kind of create a community, especially with the whole uh, lockdown. And I mean, it's great the fact that, you know, like in my class, I probably have somebody from Germany, somebody from Argentina. I have obviously Americans, East Coast, West Coast. I have, you know, people in England and, you know, all around the world. And I want it to grow so that it's a community. So we have this opportunity to interact. And then I want to bring in different coaches from the Cirque Network. So or even maybe from the Titan Network, maybe I'll get some of them. Maybe I'll get Dr. Thor to come on because he's a great guy and do a workout. I just wanted to have that opportunity to work out with somebody that's not your average gym coach, let's say. Yeah. So, um, and from the luxury of your own home right now, the safety of your own home. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been going good. And, and, you know, I've met people that have followed me for a long time. You know, I would see they would comment on my photos and likes and, you know, I, I would comment back, but I didn't really know who they were. And now I've given an opportunity, you know, and they've joined in and they've got in better shape. They've, you know, my parents have started doing it. And my dad, you know, he's 65 this year and he's in the best shape he's been in for a long time. And, and he's loving it. You know, he, he gets there and he, he watches and Rowan does it next to him. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's good, man. And it's again, it's the exercises you don't really do. It's accessory work, you know, like the, the ab work, the core strength, it's the burpees that, you know, it's, you get a good workout, you get a good calorie burn. And then what I, what I do is I supplement some heavy lifts, you know, on my off days or even the same day, just later on. 
to get that muscular strength and that work. So you're staying in shape, your cardio is on point. It's, it's, it's high intensity work. So yeah, I, I think it's, it's good. And I think uh, if anyone wants to come try, come try, come work out with me and let's have some fun, man. Yeah, we're definitely going to put the link in the show notes because I think it's it's just great getting people moving and inspiring people. And like you said, it's body weight. All you need is a towel. I saw yeah. you doing some of the things where you just kind of, you know, you'll be in like a half squat and step around the towel and yeah. you know, things like that. But I mean, thousand, almost a thousand calories or plus per workout with just body weight. I mean, people will probably be like, how how is that even possible? I mean, cause you're not right, using cause you, weights, you're not doing, yeah. you know, heavy, you know, you're not doing high intensity stuff, like being like heavy weights. So it's, I mean, I guess it's but a lot it, of, like you're you saying, burpees. Your, and, this is, yeah, this is the thing though. Gymnasts, you see gymnasts, they don't have an ounce of fat because they use that body weight to, to work, you know? So we, we do exercises that will, you'll use all your, all your muscles and you're using your weight, which I mean, some of us, you know, aren't light, you know? So <laughs> you start yeah. to do, you start to do volume that way. And like I said, I mean, it will get you lean and it'll get you ripped. And then you can supplement, you know, like this is perfect. You do three classes a week there, three classes in the gym doing heavy weights. You're going to look, I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. So you're going to look good. Um, what are some of those I've, exercises? What are some of those things like you're saying, like maybe somebody would never think of it. Obviously a lot of people know burpees and, you know, things like that. We or do high this thing called donkey kicks. We do donkey kicks. Okay. Uh, we do a lot of dish rolls, uh, dish rocks, uh, Superman holds, um, uh, dragon push-ups, dragon, uh, just just stuff. Like the first one is uh, I try to uh, work the rounds. So the first round is more body aware, body control, body awareness while you're fresh. Second round is like a, it's a 30-second nonstop different exercise, half burpees, uh, maybe roll-ups. Can- I think you call them candlestick rolls. Um, and then we do like, you know, single-leg lunges and, and it just, it's just the way I, I, we mix it around from top to board, board, bottom. And then we do abs and then we do a lot of uh, back work as well, you know, postural alignment stuff. Yeah. And then uh, we always have a killer. I call it the killer. It's the fourth round. And it's something like you, you just, we did one the other day. What was it? I mean, for fi- uh, 4th of July, we did explosive star jump burpees. And then we did um, alternating uh, V-sits, but we, we dropped set. So you do 10 the first round, then you do 10 uh, V-sits, then you do nine ten eight you know and just stuff like that so it and it's fun i never keep i always change it up so you never know what's coming and uh keeps that brain like you know guessing and and keeps it fun in that sense and i've always and i actually had uh some people say the other day that the reason they liked it so much was because i'm doing it with you and you see me sweat you see me you know dripping like breathing heavy you see me struggling it motivates people to you know to to go harder um, whereas these other places, you know, it's all recorded and they're like, yeah, go with Jennifer at the back here. She's, you know, so this is what this guy said. So, you know, if you want to come see me sweat at least, and I'm like, you know, just, we go hard. Yeah. So yeah, I'm enjoying it, man. That's cool, man. Um, so, so I want, I want to, I want to move on cause I was just looking at our time. I just want to move on yeah. to, finding out more about um, your experience on the Titan games and you got to tell me about lunar impact. Cause like I said, this was, this is definitely my favorite event to watch. And when I saw you were going to be on it, um, cause again, we already had this time set up before I saw you actually compete. Okay. And so I'm like, Oh man, he's doing my favorite one. And, and my son knows it too. So he's like, Oh, he's, dead. he's doing <laughs> lunar impact. So, um, I mean, you got done this and it was, 
bloody shins. I mean, you almost you almost had the guy. You know, spoiler spoiler alert for anybody listening. But you know, you just watch it, and it's still you're you're still on the edge of your seat the whole time. At least I am. And it's like yeah. you got him all the way there. Then he started pushing you back. Then you got him all the way off again. And it's just like, I mean, is there anything that you did that prepared? I mean, I know you said a lot of these. Like you, you can't really prepare for that. I mean, what what was that event like? And and when did you hit that wall? And, and what pushed you through that wall? Because I know you hit. I know you had to hit a wall. I think everybody, no matter who they are, hits a wall when they're on there. But then it's just, and, and, like the body just gives up, and then the mind just keeps pushing it forward. So t- just tell me about that event. Probably the most, uh, like the hardest thing, but the most proudest moment of of me, my life so far, was completing that. That event. And the thing is, I didn't have to win that one. I won the. Sorry for everyone. I won the first one. So. We were going to a tiebreaker no matter what. So at least I had one in the bag. We were first up as well. So we were the first ones to do it out of all the regions, the way they filmed it. And let me say this. There is no grip on top of that thing. It was slippery. So once you got the sweat up there and the blood, we had trouble with slipping the feet. Yeah. But honestly, mate. That's just... exactly what I was thinking. I was like, man, if, that, if oh. the blood from his shins are dripping down on that platform – and he yeah, slips from that. I was like, oh, my God, I hope he doesn't slip. You know? There was one part I just kept slipping on the same spot. And I was just like, I couldn't believe it. Uh, for me, I mean, Robbie, I mean, he's a great guy. Super strong. Like I said, he's a crossfitter. He could squat 500 pounds. He should have won. He's shorter than me. He's got, you know, his powers in his legs. He should have driven me off that thing. My goal was to get to the to, to get up there faster and hit that wall before him and try to get some momentum going. Mm-hmm. Which I did beat him up there, yeah. but it wasn't as fast as I wanted because on the way up I slipped on the first pole, and I slipped on the end pole. So I climbed really fast in the middle, but the bit, the top and the bottom is where I smashed my shins. Oh, that's how I you got the bloody shins. That's how I got the shins. And I don't know why you stood. I'm stood there, you know. The rocks just fist bumped you. He's like telling you, "Are you ready?" You got the audience going, mate. Uh, you know, it, you just so I was so pumped up. And I ran towards that ladder and I missed it, you know, completely. I was like, <laughs> climbed up, climbed up. And, I, and then for me, as I was expecting to hit the wall and it would kind of help me to move it, you know, I thought it was going to be a little bit lighter in that sense. It was, it was heavy. So I hit the wall heavy and I was like, oof. And then Robbie hit it and I was like, well, is it broken? Like, what have I, what have I just hit? It's like a train. <laughs> really? And then I was thinking, and then it set in, you know, I saw that before I watched it on YouTube and I, you know, I was thinking, I don't know if I was maybe a little bit like, I, I like it. I didn't know if I wanted to do it, you know? I mean, there was a couple more events that would have been more suited to me, but I don't know. We got up there and we were just pushing. And I remember we were, I mean, they added to that. We were up there for like 15 minutes, like get out. So serious, man. See, Doc, um, Doc Thor, you know, Doc Thor told me the same exact thing. He's like, you don't see it, but sometimes these events will take 10 minutes plus and they edit oh, it yeah, for, for TV. Sure. And you're saying you were up there really? for 15 minutes. Yeah, they they have to edit it because I mean it would be like four hour show I think on some of it and and not edited like for a bad way they edited like you know it would have been intense for fifteen minutes but dude it's a four was... minute and forty second clip on YouTube yeah they but, edited yeah, we over ten minutes out and and that was just that was just I mean just standstill you know we were standstill like there was nothing happening. You know, so it would have been just people shouting and just not moving and just gritting. And that was the thing. The second you decided to take it, even you went from 100 percent, you know, pressure to like maybe 99. You just got started. You started to get pushed back and you're like, oh, but I remember looking over the edge. I'm pushing on my shoulder, my right shoulder. And I'm looking over the edge and my head's hanging off and I'm looking at the rock. 
I'm looking at the rock in his face. You know, at this point, I've only just met him. You know, it's not like we hung out before and stuff. I just met him. I'm like, this guy is my inspiration. I'm, I'm pushing. I'm, I'm gritting my teeth and I'm like trying to drive him. Yeah. And then it's his corners where that was outside. So his corner's there. And I'm just looking at them and they're cheering for Robbie. And I'm like, ah. and then, you know, I start to look down. I see my shins. And then I kind of pushed him, pushed him. And then he managed to push me back. But I think what happened, he turned. So when he turned, he did. He turned around and he started. Yeah. And I've, you know what I've seen uh, last year too? People grab the bar at the bottom. It wasn't loud this time. You're not. Oh, you're not. Because like, you know that. what? They I was wondering why nobody this season yeah. has grabbed the bar at the bottom. And I was like, you know what? People oh, are doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and I caught myself I was a couple times like saying, the grab the wooden bar. Sides. Right. I was grabbing the wooden sides. I was trying to grab hold of something because your hands just felt useless, you know? Yeah. But um, when I, yeah, he turned around and he pushed me back. And at that point, I remember looking over and seeing my family. And obviously, my blood's, blood's dripping down my legs and I'm sweating like crazy. And my son goes to my dad. He's like, Dad, is, he said, Papa, has, has dad got some new tattoos? And he was like, no, that's blood. <laughs> you know, and then he started getting upset. Apparently, he started crying like he was getting emotional because, oh. you know, he thought I was hurt then. So it was really, really touching. But I remember just looking there and my best friend who I grew up in gymnastics with, he, he actually lives in Georgia. So he came out to see me. And he's there. And I was just, I, I could see the end for him to beat me. It was so far, you know? And I remember a point in my head where I'm thinking, I can't just quit. Like, I wanted to just jump out the way of this. And, you know, but I, you can't. You're like, you're fighting. It's like, you're fighting for your life. It wasn't even like, say, you, you couldn't even rest and breathe. Like, you couldn't get leave up. You, you, right, because as weird, soon as you live, uh, yeah, because as soon as they feel you get, let up, then you just get pushed and then they, they build up the momentum, right? Yeah, and then it's just, it, it's so far away from the end. It's not like you can just, you know, like if you're saying you're doing, you know, weight, you can just drop the weight and you're, you're done. This was like, the end is over there. That's a long way to go. And I just remember thinking, you can't quit. You can't quit. And I just kept pushing. And I started pushing and pushing and pushing. And it just, it just seemed like forever, forever. And then I got to the end, obviously, when, I, when he fell off, I wasn't sure if, it, if he'd like, I'd locked again because I wasn't sure he'd fallen off. Oh, and really? then obviously the py the pyro goes, but it was like it probably was a split second, but in my head it felt like an eternity. Sure, yeah. But I remember just collapsing down and sitting on that bar you were talking about, and I just was done. Like I couldn't stand up after that. Like so before that, I was given a hundred and fifty percent push, but then after that, I couldn't even stand up. Like it was weird. It's like if we had to go another five more minutes, I probably would have kept pushing for five more minutes. But the second that there was no need to, I couldn't even use my legs. What do you think so that then, was? What do you think that was? I think it was, I think that was the fight. That was the, in your life, you know, like survival mode. That was, for me, it was survival mode because I couldn't see a way to quit. It was like, you, you're going to get run over by this. It was like, you're going to, you're going to die or you're going to, you're going to win, you know, like you're going to push back. So I, it was weird. It was a weird feeling in my body. And then after that, I couldn't even walk around. Like I remember standing up and I was like jelly legs. And then I dropped off on the on the harness and they, it floated me down. But when I tried to land on the ground, because by this point, it's been a couple of minutes, you know, the rock was there waiting for me to land. And I tried to stand up. I couldn't stand up. So I just collapsed on the floor. And then he like helps me up. And he's like, you know, he's trying to cheer me on. Obviously, like, you know, tell me, like, yeah, you're going through. And I'm just like trying to think, give me a minute. I need, I can't feel my legs. <laughs> you're like, so yo, then, Dwayne, settle down for a second, yeah. will you? <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah. And then, uh, 
<laughs> he helped me up. He helped me up and he like carried me over to the pillar. So then I'm wrestling against the pillar and that's the shot where Rowan comes over and gives me a kiss. But, you know, the, the rock picked him up again and I was like, yes, this is awesome. You know, you know, this interaction with Rowan is what I was there for. You know, this was my son gets to hang out with this guy. Yeah. And he, he, they, the, the producer was like, yeah, lift him up, pick Rowan up and, you know, give him a hug and, you know, just trying to like be more, you know, like excited. But I was like, I'm really sorry, but I, I can't stand up. Like I was, it was crazy. I mean, my shins didn't hurt. I didn't feel my shins. Um, but the, my legs just seized up. So then uh, I was done for that day. So then when I went back to my room, um, my leg wouldn't stop bleeding. It was just crazy. And, and I still have a scar on it today. I might even put a tattoo on it, where it and put a T for Titan Games because it's quite a hefty scar. <laughs> um, but I went to Doc Thor. I went to Caleb's room. I knocked on his room. I said, hey, buddy, uh, I've got this cut. I, I, I don't want to you know, put you out because obviously he's a contestant and he's not there as a doctor. The guy's a doctor. And I said, can you just, you know, check because I can't stop it from bleeding. So he comes and he's got his kit and the guy is a top guy, man. Just, he fixed me up and he said, listen, you know, if you can't, that doesn't stop bleeding overnight, you're going to have to go and get stitches. And I didn't want to get stitches in case they pull me out of the competition. So luckily, whatever he did, he fixed me up and uh, and I woke up and it was good. Are so, you yeah. are you one of the ones he used super glue on? He did. I think he might have put it in there like he. He wanted to stop. One of my shins was fine. Like it was, you know, it was cut, but the one was, it was probably good. could have done with two stitches, but, um, he, um, he, he, he did a good job, man. Guy, he's such a nice guy. And he, you might saw some super glue in there and that's why the scar's so nasty. (laughs) (laughs) And he helped, he helped uh, a couple of us, you know, and he didn't, he didn't have to, man. That wasn't his job. He wasn't there today. He was there to compete. So, but that's, that was, that was the, the beauty of this whole, um, Titan games which I think everybody would say the same is the contestants they brought in this 36 of us and everybody just got on like so well, like it was crazy. Like everybody just fitted in. We helped each other and we were like a family after that. And we still speak every day pretty much and and chat and, and everybody is on good terms. And, you know, we've, that was my probably biggest, like most grateful moment was to meet all them people. Yeah, they did a great job of my episodes. I, they edited it well, and obviously showing my relationship with Ron, which is was what I'm all about. And you know, and my biggest thing is if you work hard, you know, you can do anything. So, and I wanted to show Ron that, and uh, I think they put that across. So I'm I'm really happy with the the experience, and it's a great TV show. And it, it um, I'm looking forward to next uh, the next part, which is East Coast, which is the next week. So yeah, yeah. So you're just you're just following along with it, and, oh, yeah. and watching everybody. That's cool. How do you guys keep in? How do you guys keep in touch? They give you like a group. Oh, we we or have a group. Like that, ch- or... We have a group chat. Yeah, we have a couple group chats, and then yeah. you know, obviously like, through Instagram, sometimes we, we tag each other, post each other, and uh, again, it's just been it's been a blessing. Blessing. Exodus, the guy from the week before me. Yep. I competed him in the hammer down. He was at my house not too long ago. We played a bit of basketball in the back there. He he stopped through Vegas because his mom lives here, so we hung out and. uh just again, just great people, man. That's nice. Yeah. And you went up against, um, and on resistance, that's another one that's pretty crazy. You went up <laughs> against Victor Cruz on resistance, yeah. and then you got to Mount Olympus twice. I but did. I couldn't believe they they answered my question. I was like, oh, I'm not to ask him about that. But then when the next, when the commercial ended, not that we have commercials because we watch it on Hulu. But um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, are they gonna make him? do Mount Olympus on a hurt ankle against whatever the 
militia yeah. guy is. I know, Noah, I don't know what his name is. Noah, so, yeah, Noah. No. no. So I'm like, are you, so you didn't even get the chance to do Mount Olympus for the second time on 100%. I, you went right no, from know, redemption right into Mount Olympus? Yeah, it was, that was the, the, the hardest thing. And I mean, Noah's super fit, man. I mean, this guy, cardiovascular wise, can outrun yeah. he outrun everybody that combined the guy can run you know for six minute miles like for 10 miles straight you know so his cardio his endurance is fantastic but then he loves to do these events you know he loves to do the spartan races and stuff so this was just perfect for him i mean and, is his strength there i guess it is because he's he's got to yeah, be man. pretty strong i mean what do you remember what he i don't know if you met him at the combine do you remember what he was pulling like in the deadlifts and the doing com- bench press so his brother, we didn't do bench. We didn't do bench. It was push-ups. But his brother, oh. I, I was the first guy I met actually, and he's awesome as well, Eric. And uh, he kind of like they're both very similar the, the way they're built. But he is like, yeah, man, I've I've not really deadlift or ever before, and I just pulled four twenty-five. So I was like, wow, that's pretty good, man. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, they're good. not super strong, but but like they they are. You know, they're like I I explained they're like marathon runners on steroids because they've got muscle. You know, they got they're strong guys. So, um, they're, yeah, they're, and they're super nice as well. Again, you know, military guys, you know, they're very, did, uh, very disciplined. And, and I personally wish I had the experience of going up against maybe somebody first. So um, I could have learned to breathe better. I think that's where I lost Mount Olympus the first time was I didn't breathe, man. And I got flustered and I'm very uh, competitive. So on the way up when he was ahead of me. I didn't. I don't remember if I took a breath at all, and then I got flustered on the the weights, and and then I overtook him. But then I just had nothing left. When I got down to that ball, which we we had a, a go at pulling, and it wasn't that heavy. I was like, oh, surprise! Like, okay, I can pull this. This is not, you know, it's not. But when I you do it, and you've you just you just hit all your you know aerobic capacity, mm-hmm. and then try to do it. I think Doc Thor had the same thing, man, and you know because we had that ant- anticipation of not trying and. These guys had run it a couple of times. And when you go up against somebody like that, it's just, oof. and then to go again, when you, you just got beat up a little bit, you know, yeah, I mean, your ankle was wrapped and yeah, I mean, my ankle, that was crazy. I don't know why I did that on, but it, it was pretty bad. And resistance. And yeah, it was resistance, but I, I think I tweaked it as well before. <laughs> Here I am telling you, <laughs> but no, no, but like uh, it was, cause it was all like one after another kind of thing. So it was just like you, your body felt it. And then, I just wish I could have had a shot or a better shot at the the Mount Olympus again against Noah. Maybe uh, I but, do too. Yeah, I feel like that. Yeah. You know, with an injury, I mean, you had to you had to be helped off with resistance too. Like they were just, you're like, yeah, my ankles yeah. is not good, and they even showed a couple in the edit in the editing that you were seeing like a medic or whatever off to the side and. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's and you just... know, I had to go. I had to fly back to Vegas and do the show the next day as well. Get out. Two shows. Oh my so god! I, I was, I was kind of, I was doing shows. Ooh, sorry, sorry, just dropped you. You still there? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Um, I was doing shows as we went up to it, and obviously my show is I'm not replaced in the act. So in in the show, so for them to let me go and do this was an opportunity which they allowed me to, but I had to be very grateful and also I had to try to organize my schedule so. There was one point I flew out to Atlanta, filmed some stuff, flew back, did four shows in Vegas, flew back to Atlanta. And then, you know, I, I was there for the events. And then as soon as I was kind of knocked out or I wasn't, you know, I didn't make it to the next level, I was I had to come straight back and do the show. And I mean, 
it was my choice, let's say, you know, it was my, uh, you know, it's what I wanted to do. So, uh, you know, I'm not complaining about it, but yeah, I had sure. to go back and work. So it was, it was a rough month, February, man. And then March came along and <laughs> destroyed us all. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, right. But, um, wow. But yeah, man, I, I love to perform. It was a competition that kind of, I remember flying to LA for the combine thinking, why am I doing this? I don't need to do this. Like I, I kind of got scared and, uh, I like that about myself that, you know, I got kind of comfortable doing the shows and, and being, you know, you know, what I'm good at, you know, doing what I'm good at and people enjoying that and cheering for me and getting that response, but to go and do something that I'm not comfortable doing, I needed that in my life. So, um, I'm really glad I went and did it. So yeah, it was a good, a good experience. You hear that all the time about it's so beneficial to get pushed out of your comfort zone and mm -hmm. to, you know, kind of find out what you're all about, you know, really, really yep. deep down inside and what you're able to achieve. So that's, that's cool to hear. Would and you, uh, would you, you do it again? Would you do like season three if they're going to do season three? If they asked me to, for sure, man. I mean, I would go back and, um, I wouldn't change much, you know, I wouldn't change much. I maybe practice pulling the ball more, but <laughs> no, no, I, I would work on my cardio maybe let's say, but, um, no, it was it was a great experience, and I would definitely do more stuff. Let's say, you know, if anything else came up, I would be interested in going and and trying. and And I think that's very important for us all to remember because we we kind of get very complacent and 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 set doing the same thing and routine and stuff. And if you have an opportunity to step out of that, do it. You know, do it. Get out and and enjoy that that feeling. You know. Yeah. Totally, man. All right, Wayne Walls, with every episode, I end with 10 questions for the guests, and those uh, questions are inspired by James Lipton and Bernard Pivot. So uh, okay. you ready, man? I'm ready. All right. Who is your hero? My hero is probably my dad. What excites you? Being told that I can't do something. What turns you off? Negativity. What's your favorite sound? Maybe, maybe the, the crash of the weight, let's say. Deadlift sound. Deadlift sound. Clanging and banging. Clanging and banging. <laughs> I like clanging and banging. What's your least favorite sound? Somebody, somebody crying. Hmm. What is your favorite quote or saying? Work hard, play hard. Nice. Uh, in a few words, what should a dad be? A dad should be a role model. He should be a friend. And support. And in a few words, what should a dad not be? Dad should never put you down, tell you not to do something, and control you. Controlling. Mm. I like that. Uh, if you could try any other profession, what would it be? Maybe a fighter pilot. Nice. That's a good one. I love to fly. Love to fly. 
like that. Yeah. That was maybe a kid. That was my childhood. Nice. And finally, Wayne, what would you like to be remembered for? I remember being a good dad, a hard worker, and a man with, you know, a lot of love, you know, a big heart. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, tell everybody where they can find out um, more about you, your Instagram page, your website, anything, anywhere that they can find you. Okay, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, Wayne underscore Skiv04, that's S-K-I-V, Skiv04. That's my Instagram. I'm the guy flying over my son. Um, my website is www.workoutwith.org. And you can come on there, come and work out with me live. Very, very easy. And uh, Facebook, Wayne Skivington. So Nice. And the first workouts and the first week is free on Workout With, right? First week is free. Come try it if it fits your schedule and it's what you like. You know, you get all classes recorded, so you'll have that. And we have a... A, a private forum for people to, to converse in. So, and for that low monthly price, I, I I can't imagine a lot of people drop out because they're getting so much for yeah. for that, and they're training live with you. So, that's exactly. awesome. And you're right; you just touched on a very important point that I didn't have, um, that I didn't bring up rather with you. Um, if you go to Wayne's website, if you go to workoutwith.org and you scroll all the way to the bottom, you will see this picture that it's it, it looks photoshopped are you you're thinking to yourself oh my god what happened after the camera took this picture and in in this picture rowan is three years old and hopefully if somebody's listening on their computer they can like go right to the website right now to see it but it's you diving over him and mm-hmm. i i don't I think it was on an interview that I watched or something like that online where there was another still of you directly over top of him. And that one was even better. And he's looking straight up at you and you're completely parallel to the ground doing a dive. Just, just tell everybody like really quick about that before you go. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was one of the, the, the best photo shoots I've photo shoots I've ever done in my life. The guy just contacted me out the blue and he was like, I want to make something timeless. So it wanted to be playing on the beach. So basically, Rome was three. You know, you didn't have much control. And I'm not one parent to say, stand there, do that. So we were kind of like, you know, trying to make it fun. We probably did four hours of shooting. I dived over him, did a dive roll. It's just kind of one of my specialty skills, let's say, maybe about two, three hundred times. Uh, the next day, I definitely felt it, let's say that. But yeah, he got some <laughs> great images. He wanted that moment, you know. Like, he probably has 200 great shots of me diving over him but to get that expression on his face that time he looked up and you know my angle it, it, it did take a minute and it wasn't photoshop i wish it was photoshop because my body would have felt better the next day but <laughs> just to be able to say that one you know back to my son that you know that this is what you know i did when he was he was a kid and hopefully he will look at that i actually have a, a photo of my dad jumping out of a helicopter in full scuba diving gear um because that's what he did in the military like he did a lot of scuba diving and he's jumping out of a a helicopter into the water in full full gear which as a kid growing up was like amazing was he, to me was he so. uh was he sbs no he never did it was that he did actually um he did a, an expedition for the battle of jutland so he kind of did his whole expedition trying to find the missing ships and stuff so he did a lot of work in that sense he wasn't wasn't special forces but, okay yeah yeah those sas and sbs dudes are uh pretty badass yeah, pretty crazy yeah <laughs> yeah so 
Awesome. Right, well, dude, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you. Um, thank you, buddy. You know, carving this time out in your busy schedule. And this was great, man. I really so, appreciate it, bro. It's, it's been fun. And, and yeah, I mean, I hope uh, we, we'll stay in contact and what goes forward. I'd like that, man. Appreciate it. Have a good one. All right, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Warrior Dads podcast. If you like this podcast and want to support it, please subscribe, leave comments, and share it with someone you think would benefit from listening as well. Thanks again, and keep on being a Warrior Dad. As Warrior Dads, we got to tackle a lot of things, but tackling low testosterone levels should definitely not be one of them. Uh, we need to keep our testosterone at peak levels, and that is absolutely crucial for all of us. So I'm sure you know all the horrible things associated with low T levels. If you don't, it's definitely not pretty. Uh, it's Google search away. But unfortunately, testosterone levels in men have been consistently decreasing over the last two decades. And it's actually one of the biggest conversations I have to have when working with men, which is why I decided to create the Warrior Dads Testosterone Booster Guide and Checklist. It's a free download. And all you have to do is go to checklist.warriordads.com. Uh, just download it, start, start implementing it, and start to feel the difference. So again, go to checklist.warriordads.com and get your free copy now.